Hello, good afternoon, and welcome to Radio GIJ 97.7 Megahertz. It's that time of the day where we dissect, digest, and delve deep into sporting issues in Ghana and around the world. My name is James Ohinba Makio, and the show is Sports Center. The show is a packed one today. Mercy, 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 finally leaves Barcelona. Not on, not on a very good note, but on a note that is very sad. We bring you the latest of what's happening yesterday at the Accra Sports Stadium. Accra Sofok did a double of the season after winning the MTN FA Cup by beating Ashanti Go Sporting Club 7-8 on penalties. Richard Atta, the hero on that day after saving that penalty from Settlesen, also scoring one after goalkeeper of Ashanti Go Kofi Mensah missed his spot. We'll also be looking at some transfer stories involving obviously that of Messi and also that of Romelu Lukaku and other interesting transfer stories here. We go for a breather when we come back. The show continues. Stay tuned. <laughs> For the phobians. Nobody gave them that chance. They prove everybody wrong. Then came in Samuabuedu together with Amza. And they did the magic. And for the seat time running, across the folk has won the double. The last time they did that was in 2000 when they won the league with Cecil Atukwefi and also they won the CAF Champions League together with the MTN FA Cup. So on this note, we quickly start with the local presentation. Let's start from the game that happened yesterday at the Accra Sports Stadium. And Accra Sufolk beat Ashanti Go Sporting Club by seven, eight goals to seven on penalties after it was 0-0 in 90 minutes and also 0-0 in extra time. Samuel Buedu, head coach of Accra Sufo gave his comments and he said it was a normal win for his team. It was a very tough game. Uh, tactically, Asgold was very disciplined and Asgold was also disciplined. But that's how the game is based. After the recent day, we came to some of the penalties and we killed the cup. We thank God. When God is with you, nobody. We didn't have our day at home. We created a lot of chances, but we squandered most of them. So he had head coach of Accra so folks Samobuedo giving his comment after his team won the MTN FA Cup for the 11th time in the history of the competition. Now let's move to the losing coach and that's the coach of Ashanti Go Sporting Club Thomas Dua. He says that um, his club did his best against Accra so folks. they dominated the game but then it was unfortunate it wasn't their day. So you heard Thomas Dior of Ashanti Go Sporting Club giving his comments after his team lost 
um, seven eight on penalties to Accra. So for the last time, as good way in the final of the MTN FA Cup final was in 2012 when they lost to New Edubias. Now still on the game, Mohamed Alassan of Accra. So for gave his comment after the game, he had a very good game and was one of the penalty takers for Accra. So for, and he scored his goal and he gives all glory to God. Very, very, very happy. Very happy, very happy. Because that was what we were targeting for. And God being so wonderful, uh, we are able to achieve it. Looking at, looking at the way we've prepared so far, uh, this is uh, a good step ahead for us. And by God's uh, grace, we are going to deliver. Now let's move from football and move straight away into the Tokyo 2020 Olympics and a member of the Tokyo 2020 Olympics team, 4 by 100 Ghana's relay team, Joseph Paul Amoa, gave his comment and a recount of what happened in the final of the 4 by 100 meters relay final that took place in Tokyo. According to him, he says it was unfortunate that they were disqualified. Honestly, I feel like relay is a relay. I mean... Um, so looking at all these big teams like Great Relay Countries, USA, Jamaica, America, Great Britain, um, anything will happen in a relay. And it's, it's looking at us like we just knocked out USA in our heat, you know. I can imagine what's going on in their minds too, but like anything will happen. So what, what, what disqualified us could happen to any other country. It doesn't matter how long you train, a relay is a relay. Like the stick passing is very, very important. So, so you had Joseph Paul Amau, a member of the 4x100 relay team of Ghana's team. Now, let's move on to the camp of Andrea. You, the captain of the Blasters, after making his move to outside in Saudi Arabia, he says that he knows the reason why he went to outside and that. His family has a history with the club. According to him, Xavier Hernandez of FC Barcelona uh, convinced him to come. Barcelona is a club I know and that I've followed for a long time because my father played here. This is the club that gave him the opportunity to leave, to leave Ghana. So it's a club that uh, I, I always followed. I followed the players who played here. Always big players from Raul, Mamadou Young, Kade Keita, etc., etc. You know, a lot of players played. And then, um, you know, as soon as um, I had the, the call that El Sad was, was interested, um, straight away, you know, it was a very good idea for me because for me it's the, it's the best club in the, in the golf. You know, I watch, I watch the, them play, I watch the style of play. And for me, it's the, it's the best club here. And also, it's a club which I have a personal hit to my father. It's a club which I've followed since I was always followed what the club did, etc. It was not an information that took me by surprise. I was very, very happy. But it's true, I had to take some time to, to think because I had a few offers from different whether in the golf or in, in Europe. So I had to take my time and, and make make the but as soon as uh, I spoke to to the Xavi um I knew that this was the my future. So you had captain of the blasters Andre Dida you giving us comments about his move from Swansea to City to outside now let's move to the international front and the story that has been making waves over the last week is that of Messi and yesterday at the Camp Nou Lionel Messi gave his final words to FC Barcelona fans let's have a listen to what he said this is really difficult for me after so many years being here my entire life I'm not ready for this Okay. This year, my family and I were convinced that we were going to stay here, that we were going to stay at home. That's what we all wanted more than anything. The time we've had here in the city and in the sport has been amazing. Today is... I have to say goodbye to all of this. I've been here so many years, my entire life here, since I was 13. After 21 years, 
I'm leaving with my wife, with my three little Catalan Argentine kids. I'm just really grateful for everything, all my teammates, all my former teammates, all of us said. I gave everything for this club, for this shirt, from the first day I arrived until the very last. And the truth is that I'm leaving. So you heard the theory, Lionel Messi, giving his farewell message to FC Barcelona after spending 21 years at the club. It's likely that he might move to PSG as the transfer rumors are going. Now let's move to the English football and over the weekend, the community shield between Manchester City and Leicester City took off. Leicester City won by just a goal through the penalty spots. Kelechi Hianachu scoring from the spots to give Leicester City the community cup after they had already won the um, FA Cup last season. Now let's have a listen to Brendan Rogers, the head coach of Leicester City. The thing I tried to take coming into here, Jonathan, was that if you want to be successful, you never have a friendly game. You know, every wherever you travel in the world, uh, wherever you play, if it's a game to win, then you want to be competitive. And of course, pre-season, there's you're trying out, you know, new players, maybe new systems. Uh, players are searching for the physicality, but when you arrive at this point of pre-season and there's something to play for, prestigious like the, the Charity Shield, then of course you're there to win it. And, uh, and I think you've seen there the, the spirit of the players, and by winning it. They, they have that feeling and that's something that uh, that's where it begins and uh, where the success starts by by, the, by those feelings and uh, we had a great feeling coming here on the back of the FA Cup it was just really nice to be here and obviously to play such a brilliant team like Man City was it was a great occasion it was a great occasion says Bernard Rogers the head coach of Leicester City after they beat Manchester City by a goal to lift the community showed now to the camp of Manchester City newly signed player for Manchester City Jack Grealish also gave his comments after his newly team lost against Leicester City yeah yeah that helps massively um, you know we, we speak anyway when we're when we're away at England about our, our own clubs and stuff and um, you know uh, lots of stones he Raz Phil uh, and walks you know had nothing but Good words to say, you know. Whenever, whenever it's been mentioned, um, but yeah, obviously, you know, I'll, I'll get to know everyone. Um, I've obviously played against City a lot. Uh, I've never really been successful. Uh, you know, I've, I've had a few pumpings by them. Um, so you know, it'd be nice to, nice to be to be playing with them uh, rather than against. So he had Jagrelis of Manchester City giving his comments after his side lost 1-0 to Leicester City. In the community showed we go for a breather when we come back we continue with the discussion state welcome back from the breeder you're still listening to sports center radio gig 97.7 megahertz with me james or hinbamakion time for their discussions and there is no better way to start their discussions from the camp of Accra Hustle Folk So I have with me in the studio Sharif to help who help us um, um, analyze the issues at hand and also uh, break it into smaller particles for us. Good afternoon, Sharif. Good afternoon. Uh, how are you doing? I'm fine. You uh, too. I'm good. It's, it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, how was your sporting weekend? Oh, it was very nice, you know, as Hasbrook fan. <laughs> I, see. I was very excited yesterday. Uh, uh, our coach didn't disappoint us. They seem also didn't disappoint us. They did very well. 
yeah. show that yeah indeed this year is our year okay so uh, apart from the house of folk part uh, any other thing that made your sporting weekend okay or yes there was um this issue of like messi leaving barcelona yeah. and then also man city losing their the only cup they'll be winning this season to leicester <laughs> city wow, wow. Oh Look. yes, there there's no chance for them in the Premier League. This is the only cup they'll be winning, and then they let it go. Okay. So I don't think they can win anything this I, season. I see. We will we will definitely come back to that point about Manchester City not winning any trophy this yeah. season. But let's start off from the camp of Accra so folk, and that is the MTN FA Cup final that took place yesterday at the Accra Sports Stadium. Accra so folk were playing their twentieth final. Uh, when it comes to the MTN FA Cup, and they were playing against Ashanti Gold, who last won that trophy in 1992. The last time they were in the final was in 2012, where they lost 1-0 to um, New ADBRC. And first of all, let's let's talk about the MTN FA Cup as a whole, the organization and how they organize it and everything it's as it went. How 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 did you see it from the start from the Right from the start of uh, round of 64 down to the final, how did you see the organization and everything the committee went about it? Okay, I think they did a fantastic job. Okay. Because right from the beginning, um, all the teams that participated, they, they didn't disappoint them. Participation fees, they yeah, gave it to they the teams. It, yeah. And then from every stage, whenever you go a step further and you are out of the competition, that very day they give you your money. Okay. So they did very well. The organization went up onto the uh, final game, and then if you look at the final game, the presentation, even before the game, what they did, it yeah. was massive. And um, I would say the Ghana Premier League, the GFA, should look at them and then do something because the presentation of the Ghana Premier League, it wasn't good. <sighs> it wasn't pleasant at all. Look yeah. at yesterday the presentation; it was very fantastic. They did very well. So. I'll congratulate them. They did very well, very, very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I seem to agree with you because over the years, if you compare um, the enthusiasm around the MTN FA Cup and if you compare that to that of the Ghana Premier League, it's like most of most uh, more of the times the that of the MTN FA Cup is like ahead of that of the Premier League yes. in terms of organization and everything as you said the presentation and even even the prize money yes. because Hasofuka are taking home 80,000 80, Ghana cities yes. comparing it to the Ghana Premier League is very low and Hasofuka are going to participate in uh, African interclub competitions they are taking 100,000 just for preparations and and that that money there's an issue yeah with I, that money. I, I know I know there is an issue because you know the FA Cup is for the team that qualifies to the CAF Confederations Cup yes. but here's the case Hasofuka did a double they won the Ghana Premier League and also won the MTN FA Cup so and there is this news that Ashanti Gold yeah within the week GFA brought it that Ashanti Gold are not going to play they, they in register. there because they didn't register on time. The deadline was over. Yes. Mid-DMA is also contemplating whether to go or not. or not. And the same, I just read that Ashanti Kotko to might decline that offer of representing Ghana in the CAF Configurations Cup. So, as you said, there is a issue with that problem. So, I, I'm sure the committee will come up or they will come out to verify some of these things in the yeah, so the FA Cup over the season, as I said, over the years has been more interesting in a way because it's more like a knockout tournament. Yes. As they say, it will be a new beer. So be everyone look and interestingly, Keto Kreku was the for is the former chairman. FA Cup chairman. And I think the people that he handed over to are doing a really great job. Now let's come to some of the games that were played in the MTN FA Cup. Did the Premier League teams um, they th- some of them disappoint you. Not really, but okay. the only disappointment was from uh, Kumasi Asante Kotoko. Okay, because they were the defending champions. They were the defending yeah. champions, and then uh, they beat Accra House of Folk. But Accra House of Folk managed to uh, go to the final for the second consecutive time. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. yeah. So uh, when they lost the league to Accra House of Folk, everybody was expecting that at least the FA Cup would be enough for them to go to Africa. But they they didn't do that, so that one was the disappointing part for me. Okay, okay, and especially as you said, 
most of the times we see the Ghana Premier League teams in the final of um, the competition. But then, from the round of 64 down to even the semi-finals in previous tournaments, we see some of these Division 1 clubs, Division 2 clubs yes. doing very well. This time around, did you see them doing that well? Or Yes, uh, I think um, Akram Divisa. Okay. Yeah. They, I think yeah. they played with uh, Midiama before they, they qualified to play with Accra House of Yes. Yeah. Before that particular game, I listened to the interview of the MTN chairman where he said um, there are only six clubs that have registered to represent Ghana whenever when they win the MTN FA Cup. And then there wasn't there wasn't a Trump divisa. As at that time there wasn't a Ashanti go to was not registered but okay. they were in the competition. So there after the uh, Midiama game, there was an issue about a Trump divisa equalizing a late goal, which it was a clean goal, but the referee didn't uh, accept that goal. So people raised a lot of concern that the statement of the chairman has affected that game because the chairman okay. said some of the team when they even win the cup they can't represent ghana yeah. they can't go to africa it's so true. Yeah. they will do something about it and i think that particular game in that particular game there wasn't fairness oh, okay. i think we're supposed to qualify to the semi uh, semi-final stage and then the game involving kotoko and Brekum chelsea too you could see that there was some kind of um changes inside that particular game because Brokum Jesse also didn't register so even when they win the cup they can't represent uh, so sometimes I don't know the reason why they have to register before they play yeah that. yeah uh, that, that was my next question don't because don't you think it is going to cause a lot of problems because we know that for a team to qualify to represent his country in any continental trophy that team has won is either the league trophy or either that cup in that country so whoever wins the league trophy represents the nation in the cup champions league and whoever wins the cup in this case the fa cup uh, represents the country in the cup confederations cup but this is the case teams have to register before even if they don't win the tournament they are eligible i think that it's mainly because of the changes of the calendar the ghanaian color the ghanaian football calendar because of the analysis pose you know we've delayed some of our league we've truncated some of the league so it has got to a point that our football calendar is not in line with that of calf and i think that's the more reason why all these issues are coming up so i think the gfa should just come up with solutions and Place our football calendar in line with that of CAF and also with that of FIFA, so that these issues about who representing Ghana wouldn't be an issue. We know that if you win the league, you are representing Ghana in the CAF Champions League. If you win the CAF, uh, if you win the MTNFA Cup, you are representing Ghana in the CAF Confederations Cup. So I think that uh, going forward is something that the GFA needs to look at. Now let's come to the game itself across the folk versus Ashanti Gold Sporting Club. What was your assessment of the game? Okay, um, many people believe that um, uh, Ashanti Go should have carried the day because yeah. they played very well. No, but well, for me, I have a different thought about yeah, it. You, yeah, you let me finish. Okay, because many people believe that they played very well, but when you watch the game, tactically, Accra has to focus well on top of the game. Mm-hmm. Coach Samuel Boyd knew very well that Ashanti Gold is a free scoring side, yeah. So, and even they coming into the game, Ashanti Gold changed their. Formation and tactics. For them, they normally play with 5-4-1. Okay. But this time around, coming to meet House of Folk, they played 4-3-3. And all their three midfielders were attacking midfielders. Banahene, Seth Wasey, and then yeah. Eric Iso. Yeah, all Eric of them Iso. are attacking-minded players. So, in order to prevent them from scoring, he benched Salifu. And then he introduced uh, Caleb Amankwa and to play as a normal pivot yeah. and play Frederick Kansabuke in front, of, in front them. of them. But House of Oaks struggled in the first half in the middle because Eric Esau took um, Frederick Kansabuke out of the game. And then they kept pushing um, Efutu and Kaleba uh, uh, um, Kaleba Mankwa back. Because you know House of Oaks like floating the ball into the box. And whenever exactly. they do that, the target is Benjamin Efutu. So they make sure that Benjamin Futu will not go into the half of um, Ashanti Good. So that was the reason why Ash- uh, House of Folk struggled in the middle of the game. But um, Coach Samobodu did a very fantastic job by benching 
um Salis and Brian, Brian. People didn't understand. You know, Kelly Paman uh Frederick and Sabuchi offer more defensively. Yes. Than Salifu Ibrahim. Salifu Ibrahim can give you 80% offensively and then 20% defensively. But Frederick Kansabuchi can give you at least 50-50 or 60-50. So that was the reason why he benched Ibrahim Salifu. And when Ibrahim Salifu came in, we all saw what he did. Also, folks started creating a lot of chances. And that was the that was where um Efutu was able to go a little forward to go and connect the crosses because after that time Emmanuel Nati was introduced into the game and Kelly Pamankwa was also in the game. So Emmanuel Nati, Kelly Pamankwa staying behind for Efutu to go forward and then not home the chances for Accra House of Oak. So I think tactically that was what worked for them. Um as good we're having a lot of skillful players. Seto said tormented the House of Oak players yesterday but yes too they they were their their mental toughness were very good so they managed to uh, win the game. Yeah, they managed to win the game, and from from what you said, uh, like uh, a lot of people are saying, Asante go dominated the game, so they should have won MTN FA Cup. Yes, for me, they dominated the game perfectly, but then they didn't create chances yes. to score the goals. You get you get my point. Yes, you were dominating, but then you didn't create the chances to score the goal. Whereas as a folk to we're trying to create some chances. As, as you said, uh, someone will do a static house. He was won that game tactically. He wasn't concerned about um, yeah. dominating the game yeah. and scoring. Yeah, he he knew that. But then, uh, at a point in time, did you think that, looking at how the things how things were going, do you think that Asgood had a chance somewhere that they could have killed off the game, even in extra time, before even before the penalty shootout? Yeah. How- they were completely wasteful yesterday mm, okay. because they had a lot of chances, two clear opportunities where they should have scored, but they refused. And I'll give credit to the House of Oak defenders, Robert Adusowa and then Mohalasan. Whenever they lose the ball, they are very quick to recover. So that was the reason why um, Ashgood couldn't get because some, yeah, there was a case where I think Mohamed Alasan also lost the ball where it became a counter attack, but he managed to close the defender. For the defender not to get enough space, uh, enough time on the ball to connect. So I think uh, the defenders did very well. They did brilliant job, and because they played themselves for a very long time, the back four there's always consistency there. It was Robert Adusowa, Mohamed Lassan, Radu Ovoke, and Fatah Mohamed. These are the players who have played for a long time. They've played together. They understand themselves. So whatever going on on the field, they know how to tackle. A particular striker when you are a striker and you are misbehaving or you think you are the one who is a borough they can just match you they know how to deal with each other okay so let's go let's go to the penalty shootouts were you expecting that so much penalties will be played i wasn't expecting that until um daniel free missed his penalty because you know then daniel free had a chance um, I think Emmanuel um, Fatal played it first for Accra so folk. Then a player misses for Ashanti yes. Go Sporting Club. Then Emmanuel Nete scored. Then Kaleba Mankwa came to spoil his. Then Asgood also still they lost another one. Then Banier should have scored to kill off the game, but he didn't. I don't know the reason why the coach still um, allowed Daniel Freire to go and play, uh, play the penalty. You know, when, during the Midiama game, he had a penalty. He played the he played the ball and then the keeper saved it. But unfortunately the keeper moved off his line and then he was asked to retake the penalty. Yeah. But when you look at the technique he used in taking that particular penalty, it clearly tells you that he's not a good penalty taker. So having the chance to score the goal and then kill off the game, you were having Salifi Ibrahim, Radio Voka, a lot of players were on the Bench that if not kick yeah. their penalty yet. Yeah. So why didn't he go for those players? Yes. Because yeah. you know, coming into the game, Daniel Free had a penalty and then he nearly squandered that penalty. He didn't score until he was required to play the penalty again. So I think that uh, the coach got it wrong. I don't know whether the players were also short of confidence to come and kick that particular last yeah. ball. And I also think that maybe because Daniel Free has been the talisman for Accra House of Folk. They wanted him to score and then make a name for himself. <laughs> but I couldn't but, work. Uh, 
However, he has had a very he has had a very good season. Yes. Winning the Wafu Zombie mm. tournament, winning the Afcon Under Twenty tournament, being the man of the match of the finals, winning the MTN FA Cup, winning the Ghana Premier League. This season has been great, has been very great for a free But that penalty from <laughs> Richard Atta. <laughs> what was he trying to? <laughs> what was his mindset? What do you think was his mindset? I think he don't have any technique for taking <laughs> a penalty. So that was the only way he could go for the penalty. And goalkeeper Kofi Mensah, if he had caught that penalty, he would have been dead by now. Because you can't save it. You know, <laughs> the net was the previous net. Like that by that time, the net, the ball will go to the net. Hmm. Yeah, but fortunately we have good nets, so the ball maintained there. But the keeper also tried to do the same, and it couldn't. It couldn't work. As at now, they are still looking for the ball. They can't see the ball. <laughs> okay, so that was it for the MTN FA Cup. Now let me read some comments, and this is from Frank Apia, um, a regular suspect here. But then today he couldn't make it. He sent in his message, and he says, "Congrats to Hasselfolk and Samuel Buedu. They are successful this season. It's as a result of their own efforts. I hope they don't repeat the mistakes of Kotkowal." Heading into the Cup Champions League, get Dewey Taylor or Kwame Prepara, and maybe one more defensive midfielder who would back up Efutu up, and I'm sure they would make Ghana proud. So this message is from Frank Apia. Here. He says that um, Hasofo should not repeat the mistakes of Kotoko while heading into the Cup Champions League. And let, let's let's get to that part now. We know that across the folk are representing Ghana. In the Cup Champions League, yes. and it looks like they are preparing towards that. So far, I haven't heard that any of their players are moving anywhere or any mm-hmm. team wants any of their players. They are rather signing players. They've already signed um, Enoch Esubontin of Wafa. is yet to be announced, and also um, Kunedu Yadom yeah. of Wafa. But then, let me ask you, heading into Africa, do you think the signing of these players... It's really what they need because in Africa you are going to meet tough players. I'm thinking you make your point. Make your point. Do you think that or which players should they sign? Uh, Frank made mention of Dio Taylor. Kwame Prepara has already gone to Orlando Pirates yes. in South Africa. So maybe Dio Taylor. But do you think that they should be signing only players in Ghana or they should be looking across the continent, looking at some of the best players and sign? What's your view? Yeah, you know, the African teams that are making it, they look at the best players on the continent and then they sign them into their team exactly but looking at house of folks situation it will be very difficult for them enok is and then kunedu yadom even though they are not confirmed yet i today i read a story that says um nane is still pushing for them to come and sign for kumasi as antikotoko the two players yes even though they've had their they, they, yeah. house of folk, but they've not signed yet so anything can happen okay but i think house of folks should be quick enough to get those two players they don't have time that is the reason why they can't look overseas and then sign players outside because now they have to sit down look at some videos of those particular players they want to sign and coach samobodu cannot do that from now to friday they have from now to friday to submit the names of those who be participating yeah so there's no time for them and even the players that they are supposed to sign in ghana here if they are supposed to do anything be- uh, before Friday, they have to do it within three days and then get them signed, register them. Um, House of Folk going to Africa, you know, the OC Taylor deal, I think it has been called off. Okay, and then, um, the younger also are also coming for, um, uh, the great Olympic talisman, Glassen Awaku. You know, there was a new surrounding that Glassen Awaku has agreed. With, uh, yeah, of, officially, um, across of officially across of folks sent a transfer request mm-hmm. for the services of Glasson and Welko on Friday. That's when they sent the letter to Olympus. But I don't know the development that has. You know, he's a free so agent. Yeah, so I think yeah. they can that, deal with him directly. Okay. So for now, what the the main point for across for because of the limited time they have, they don't have enough time. What they have to do now is to maintain. The players they have now and okay. they they have to be quick enough to get a, a striker even though they've brought in a striker but i don't think it's the right person to lead them in the uh, afcon championship now when 
I think the Kofi Koji has come back to Ghana here. He's training with Accra House Folk. So if they are not getting any option because now yeah, there's no Kwame Pepper. I, I, I also heard Kofi Koji, they might sign Kofi yes. Koji, but I don't think so. Because Kwame, Kwame Pepper is no more available. The OC Taylor, though, I think from uh, Mohammed, I, I think I, I got that news from Mo Shaban. Okay. Yeah, he said that dog has been called off. So now they don't know a particular striker in Ghana here that they might go for. Kofukoji is training with them. I don't know whether they will sign him and register him or not. But he's training with Accra Hasufu. Okay. So if they are not getting players, they can register them, make sure that they qualify into the group stage. And then to the money zone, yeah. Why they do that, then they are their scouting team should be able to scout players for them and then get the right players to play for a crowd but if they're able to sign Noke Sumonti, I think it would be very good for them because yesterday you could realize at a point they need someone who can hold the ball, go past one or two players to create chances for the others players to put the ball in the back of the net. Patrick Krasas was not doing that. He barely moved the ball into the <laughs> halves of uh, uh, Ashanti Good. So Noke Sumonti currently is far, far better than Patrick Krasas. Okay, so but for me, I, I don't think that when these players come, they obviously have a starting lineup. They are going to be backup for Andy Yadom. Looking at the partnership now between Robert Adosua and Mohamed Alans, I don't think that for a, a very important position like the center back, uh, Samobodu will be willing to risk and bring in Andy Yadom. Enoch Isbontin might get uh, some sort of starting berth. In the depending depending on uh, the tactics of um, he must, you know he has been body. playing for three three and then the front line is um, Daniel Free yeah um, sometimes Isaac Mensah sometimes to Patrick Razak and then their top striker um, Victor Edu no no not Victor Edu the injured one uh, the one who is injured no. Uh, Could you have been junior? Have been junior, yeah. Yeah. So, but when Enoch Esubontin comes on board, I think he's a left-footed player. So he and Daniel Free can play from the wings, and then uh, their striker will play through the middle. It will help them. All right. So all the best to across folk in their quest to do something good for Ghana in the CAF Champions League. Now let's shift our attention to the Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games and Ghana. Was rep- was represented by fourteen athletes in the Tokyo twenty twenty Olympic Games, and in athletics we had six athletes. I think we have seven athletes in athletics. Um, Nadia Eki in triple jump and uh, and in the the race is hundred meters, two hundred meters, and also the four by hundred relay. We had six people uh, representing Ghana in boxing. We had uh, three boxers representing Ghana. That the likes of. Suleiman Tete, who is the captain of Black Bombers, Samuel Tete, and also Shaku Samed were also in there. And in judo, we had the likes of Kojo Anai representing Ghana. And in swimming, we had two athletes, uh, Abeku Jackson and also Unilest Techi. Then in weightlifting, we had one representative. We're looking at how they performed in the Tokyo 2020 Olympics. Remember that um, Ghana only had one medal in the Olympic Games. That was from Samotechi. He won bronze in the featherweight boxing division. Let me come to you, um, Sheriff. Um, your general assessment about Team Ghana in Tokyo uh, Olympic Games. Okay. You know, this Tokyo Olympic Games, even though we, we came with only one medal, but I think it was very good looking at our preparation. Okay. Because our poor performance, everything comes down to preparation. <laughs> exactly. Preparation and then um, funding. Because when you look at the performance that the boys showed up, Ghana, our all the medals that we've been winning have been coming from boxing. Boxing, yeah. So why don't we f- focus on that? Getting to, uh, I think. Their coach was the one who was funding them, doing everything for them. N- nothing was coming from the government. So they were doing everything for themselves. And the facilities too, they, they can't even pay for facilities. They, they should have been able to pay money, get them proper facility, the right place. They'll go train and prepare very well for this tournament. Yeah. But they are not doing that. 
they are very they are they've left them if it was football like by now they'll be looking for money to support them <laughs> but that one too is not doing anything for ghana because boxing i think boxing is doing a lot of great things for ghana yeah, than football yeah. so why don't we shift our focus there and even athletics look at they were breaking national records and yeah. getting new ones yeah so it clearly tells you that with the right preparation and then funding from maybe the government or the ministry of youth and sports they can do something great for ghana because when you look at what is happening at Tokyo, even though Ghana is way beyond uh, the performance of the uh, yeah, white, uh, uh, if you look at the ranking list, Ghana on the 86th position. Yes, because of the one medal, we were out of the uh, 200 and something that the countries that represented Ghana is at the 86th position. <laughs> that tells you, you see, we just won a medal, but it has taken us from yes. 200 and something to 86. That tells you. If you prepare very well in this athletic, even for USC, a lot of people are saying they didn't prepare very well. But then they they are topping the medal table with 113 medals. Yeah. That tells you how preparation is uh, very good. Yeah. Preparation and then correct funding from our sports ministry. Some of the boys are representing. You know, uh, Germany were having to. Two Ghanaians yeah. representing them. Two Ghanaians. Canada was having have one. one. Uh, Denmark, Denmark Kojo Musa. <laughs> so a lot why, of Ghanaians. Why are they representing them instead of representing Ghana? Mm. When they go there, sometimes they are already staying there. When they train and then they need to pay the facility with Safi. Ghana should pay, but they won't pay. So when when you do that, they will also take them and then pay. You yeah. know, it belongs to them already. Yeah. So they will just pay and register them and they will be they'll doing be, great things for them. Yeah. But So just pay. You don't have the facilities here. For us to train, we have to go there. So why don't we pay? Or why don't we get those facilities here? We, d- we don't invest money in the athletics aspect of the sports. We are always focusing on football. But football is not fetching anything for Ghana. Yeah, so this is the call to the government. Uh, we need to look at sports infrastructure in this country to help our athletes perform. For for someone that you nobody gave him that chance to go and win a bronze yes. medal. It was by his own performance for the athletics team. Yes, these guys they've done very well from 20, uh, 2019. They represented Ghana in the um, African Games. They won gold in the four by hundred relays. Went to the twenty twenty one World Relay Athletics Championship. They got to the final. Through that, they qualified to the Olympics. They have barely met within two years or within one year, and yes. they are competing as if they've been together. So I think that um, we we have a lot to do. And this is the right time for them to look at them and get them prepared because there is the all african game coming up so yeah this should be the opportunity and even to... i don't know <laughs> 2023 <laughs> two years when the ghana is supposed to host, host. that tournament and i'm very sure we, we will though it, up. it will be taken away from us yes because we've not putting up any challenge they said they are going to use the Legon Sports Stadium. They are going to renovate it and then use that particular one. And then also maybe a Craft Sports Stadium in Cape Coast. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Because it's long overdue. I think they were given that right in 2000. And is it? Yeah, the, minister, the minister said uh, they've talked to CAF. Uh, and then they said it, it will be. Oh, they've presented them um, the facilities they have and they say okay they are okay with it it will be good to host with those facilities so let's wait what happens next let's wait for what happens next so let's look at uh, how they fared in their respective disciplines and in athletics we had benjamin kweku as a material representing ghana in the men's 100 meter race um in round one he was fourth and uh, with a time of 10.13 seconds but then it wasn't enough to qualify him to the semi-finals of the 100 meter race and to the 200 meter race yes joseph paul Amwa, he did very well uh, he had a season best of 20.35 seconds breaking his own record in the first one he was third and through that he qualified to the semi-finals of the 200 meters and again broke his own record this time around with 20.27 seconds he was fourth in the semi-finals but then his time was also not enough to qualify him to the final. Then to the men's 4 by 100 meter relay, uh, we had Safu and Saint Benjamin Azamati 
Joseph Edru, uh, Joseph Edru Menu and Shen Safu Enchu representing Ghana in there. And in the first round, they were fifth and they broke the national record with a time of 38.8 seconds. Due to that, they qualified um, to the semi finals and even they even qualified to the finals uh, of the relay tournament, but then um, uh, they were disqualified because of they did a changeover in a wrong lane and also in a wrong zone. So that's what happened at least um in the 200 meters we got to the semi-finals and in the 4 by 100 we got to the semi-final now to the field events nadia eki um of uh, who, who did the women's triple jump um in the first round did not qualify or advance because um she didn't jump very well and now mm -hmm. to the boxing suleiman tete who is the captain of the black bombers team he fought in the men's flyweight department and in the round of 32, he met Mate of Cuba, where he won 3-2. Then in the round of 16, he beat Yosvani uh, Velta, of, also of Cuba, and he won that by 5-0. Then he qualified to the quarterfinals, and he was beaten, and then that was it for him. Then to Samotetu, who is the only one who had a medal for Ghana, he fought in the men's featherweight division. And he beat Caicedo of Ecuador by winning in the round of 16. Then to the quarterfinals, he beat um, Avila of Colombia by unanimous decision 3-2. And he also beat, uh, I think he lost against Reagan in the semifinals. But though uh, he was in the semifinals, he had a bronze medal. He wasn't able to qualify to the final. And to Shaku Samed, he was beaten in his first game against the Turkish um, Beram Malcolm of Turkey and in judo we had Kojo Annan in there he represented Ghana in the men's uh, 90 kilogram division and he lost against Kwang of Korea due to that he wasn't able to qualify and in swimming we had the likes of Abeku Jackson in the men's 100 meters butterfly um, he was first in, in the second heat but his time of 53.39 wasn't enough to qualify him to the semi-finals he just lost by just two seconds then in the women's division uh Jeanine Lestechi, uh he was in the she was in the women's 50 meters freestyle also his time of 27.85 wasn't able to qualify him and in weightlifting we had christian amwa um he represented ghana in the 95 kilogram men's division um he also didn't qualify to the next one so that's the performance of Ghanaian athletes in the just ended Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games and in Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games in the football division it was Brazil that did the back-to-back -back defending of their medal when it comes to the Olympics and let's start a little bit on that what's, what's your view about that Daniel Alves leading the Brazil team to glory yeah you know Brazil were they were determined to do something in the Olympics um, and having Daniel Alves been with the team was a massive boost for them yeah. because Dani Alves is very experienced player. He know everything. He has seen it all. So having him as the captain of the side, it was very good for them. And then um, this time around, Richarlison didn't disappoint them when he went uh, to disappoint them in the um, uh, Copa America. This time around, he was on top of his game, scoring I think five goals or so. Yeah. Yeah, so he did very well. They were having a great team. Spain weren't bad, but you know, because of that injury to um one of their players was injured and he couldn't feature in the final. So it's affected them because he has been with the team for a very long time. He has played with them, they know the dynamics of the game, but yes, so they they couldn't play with him, he was injured. So I think they did well. Um congratulations to Brazil. They did very well. Yeah. Okay, congratulations to Brazil, says Sharif. Now let's shift our attention to some transfer stories and the story that has been making wave over the last few days. Lionel Messi finally leaving FC Barcelona after spending 21 years at the Catalonian club, Messi. Um, Sharif, was, it, was the news a surprise to you? On Thursday, no. we all knew that, yes, 
definitely Barcelona are going to say something about the contract issues of Messi. He, he, we all knew that he was going to sign a new contract, a two-year contract with FC Barcelona. We all knew that he was going to take a 50% pay cut off of his salary, which was taking a hundred million pounds a year. He was going to take 50% of that. Then suddenly, we are waiting for that contract renewal. Some even some news have have already written have already written that story down that uh, Messi is going to. But then, from Juan Laporta, the president of FC Barcelona, we heard he wasn't going to continue with FC Barcelona. Was that a surprise to you? Me, for me, that that wasn't a surprise to me. Really? Yes. Why? Why? You know, uh, Barcelona, they are in crisis. Yeah, they don't I have know. money. I know. So even if Messi accepts the pay cut and sign a new contract with them, there will still be difficulty in registering him to play. As we speak, they need 114 million euros to be able to register the four free transfer players, hmm. not those they bought with their manual. The free transfer players who join them, no? they need 114 million euros to uh, register them. If they don't get that particular amount of money, they, they can't, can't register these four players. So, meaning Memphis Depay scoring a lot of goals in their preseason match won't be <laughs> able to cashier. feature in there. Sergio Aguero is, is injured. He's injured for He's 10 weeks. For, I think 10 months or so. <laughs> 10 months, yes. but 10 weeks. Te- yeah, te- 10 weeks. So, <laughs> 10 months, they're still injured. No, Barcelona, they are in serious crisis. Charlie. So, even if they, they were able to sign Messi, it was going to be difficult for them to register. Lionel Messi. Now Messi is not there, but they are still struggling to register the free transfer players. So it clearly tells you that it wasn't going to happen. But me, I have a problem with Messi. Why? Because Why? In 2019, uh-huh. he should have signed a contract. When he signed in 2019, there was money. First, well, you know, Barcelona they they got their money from uh, revenue from the stadium. Yeah. 2019, fans were going to the stadium. But no, nobody expected Kobe to come. No, yes, but so he you, can, you can't blame you can't blame him. No, he should have signed. You know, and and last season, last season too, he made intention clear that he's going to leave Barcelona. Yeah, where Barcelona have to convince him again to come and play. So already he has made up his mind that no, he's not going to continue at Barcelona. No, but um, in the press conference yesterday, he made it clear yes that yes last season he wanted to leave, but there was change of events. Bartomeu was elected off as a president there came one Laporta and everything was solved and he himself he didn't know that that was the situation that was going to happen okay. about these financial fair players he was ready to sign a new contract with FC Barcelona but so don't they know the rules of La Liga so I'm I'm sure I'm sure one Laporta is very experienced <laughs> uh, club management uh, club so, manager so why why is he not aware of the rules of uh, you know that the, the reality is that as we speak now, FC Barcelona have not broken the rules of um, when it comes to the fair play. Yes. Now the difference is that in Spain they wouldn't allow you to break the rules before they punish you. Yes. Once they see that you are about you have a ninety percent chance or eighty percent chance of breaking the rule, they will tell you then you stop. Yes. But in other jurisdictions like England yes. and even in UEFA, though. Allow you to break the rules, then yeah. punish you. That's why we've seen Manchester City breaking the rules. But in Spain, the situation is different. They won't allow you to break before. So it's not like if Messi has signed the rules, they would have broken the... Um, if Messi has signed the contract, they would have broken the... Um, when it comes to the fair play rules. But for in Spain, they won't... When you get to a certain zone, you can't get above it. So that's, yeah. that's the issue with it. I think that it, it escaped them. Escape them. No, yeah. they didn't escape them. They know. They know the rules. One reporter know the rules, and he began with La Liga. Yeah, 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 yeah. Work. Yeah, he began with them too. Yeah, yeah. He said, "This is mercy." Yes. If any sponsorship will come, if any commercial revenues will come for La Liga, La Liga as a whole, yeah. it's because of mercy that is coming. And for me, I think that La Liga did the right thing by not accepting that because, yes. in I think, is it in. 2013, there was a certain player moving from Hetafe to Real Madrid, Pedro Leon. It was the same situation with Real Madrid. That time they were signing the Galacticos, the likes of Ronaldo, Benzema, mm-hmm. all of them were coming. That was 20, 2013 when uh, Moreno was there. Yeah. So they bought this player, uh, Pedro Leon from Hetafe. 
with the same issue if the if madrid had registered pedro leon they would have faced this same um issue about financial fair play so they didn't allow the player from hetafe to come to fc Bas- um, uh, real madrid in the first half of the first round because la liga said that they would breach their own rules and, and laws so um i think pedro leon was registered somewhere in the end of November, when the season was about to end, he played only a few games for Real Madrid. And when this thing happened, I'm talking about the Messi situation. When it happened, some of the small clubs, they, didn't, they said they won't agree for Messi to play because La Liga has been using these rules for all the small clubs. Yeah. It's not because of like, you know, Messi that you... So I think that at that point, yes, though Messi would bring money to La Liga, at that point, it was good that... Um, La Liga stood their firm and used their rules um, on Messi. And so, now what's the way forward? What are, you, what are you expecting of Messi? From Messi or Barcelona? Okay, let's let's talk about Barcelona first. Yesterday, okay. I watched their friendly games against Juventus and they look quite good. Yes. They look quite good. Yeah, me, I've always said Messi is a problem to Barcelona. <laughs> me, I'm always saying this. Messi is a problem to Barcelona because looking at the money he's receiving at Barcelona... Hmm. It's too much. When COVID came, Barcelona was one of the richest clubs in the world. But when COVID came, even Aston Villa are making 30 million signings and cool. Barcelona can't do that. They have to wait. They should go and pay 27 million to Olympic Lyon to sign Memphis Depay. They couldn't sign Memphis Depay. They have to wait for Memphis Depay to go run through his contracts and then sign him on free transfer. So why? Messi... The amount of money Messi is receiving when you when you take Messi off your books or you negotiate with him to reduce his money, then I think they can balance the books to bring in quality players. Messi have issue with the project of Barcelona and the type of players they were signing. Yeah. But you don't expect them to sign quality players when they don't have money. So I think Messi was the stumbling block of Barcelona's success for the past four seasons. What 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 has Barcelona done? They are not doing anything. So so for you, you think that it's good that Messi is leaving? It's good he has team. left because they are going to plan without him, okay. and they'll be able to come out with proper projects that will let us see Barcelona where they belong to. Because for now, they have to plan without Lionel Messi. When Messi was there, everything was centered around him. You know, it's not easy in coaching. Uh, big players. Yeah, it's very difficult. So when Messi is not around, the coach will be able to impose his instructions on the players, and the players will take it, and that will let them look at the the kind of football they played yesterday. They play, but Juventus were having all their star players. Yeah, inside. all of. But yes, the so they were able to beat Ronaldo. them three goals to nil. Yeah. So if Messi was there, Messi at a point will make sure that he takes the team on his shoulder, <laughs> and. He'll do all the work. He'll give it to Brad White. He won't score. <laughs> but, you know, without Messi, everybody will be involved. Everybody okay. will be involved. So they won't, they won't see that Messi is here. So, you know, when Messi is playing, when everybody gets the ball, he's trying to give the ball to Lionel Messi. But now, there's no Messi. So, who do you give the ball to? You have to work as a team and also do something for yourself. Okay. So, you think that it's a blessing in this guys for FC Barcelona that... Um, Lionel Messi is living after 21 years. Obviously, he's a club legend, isn't yes, he? Yes, yes, He is a club legend. So, even Lukaku cried two years, he's a club legend. <laughs> <laughs> so, for Messi, it's obviously that PSG are there. Yeah, uh, as we team. speak, fans are in, in Paris waiting for him to land. They, I think just now, Fabrizio, Fabrizio has retweeted. He's, he's going to um, Paris today. So, they are, the fans are there. They are making a lot of noise waiting for him. <laughs> Interesting. So, do you think that he will flourish at S- uh, PSG just like how he flourished at Barcelona? France League and then the La Liga, they are the same. The last time I was listening to radio and someone said Lano Messi, I think it's the um, minister for M- uh, MP for Pram Pram. He, he yeah, was uh, Sam the, George. Sam George. Yeah. He, he was placed on City Sports Panorama show and he said yeah. Messi is running. Uh, uh, Messi is running the he's running away from the English Premier League, League because of the intensity there, and now because of his age too, he cannot be running as he used to be. <laughs> so that's the reason why he has gone to a less difficult league in France, and he's going to the best team in France. So it's it's, it's normal when he go whatever he has been doing at Barcelona, he can even do more. 
Because you, you are now going to stars. The likes of Di Maria, Neymar, and Co. They are all there to help you. Kylian Mbappe, even though Mbappe is not happy to play with Lionel Messi. But yes, they will form a formidable team. But the Champions League, there. That, that, that was where I was coming <laughs> to. Because now the likes of Mbappe, who is likely to stay, yeah. Neymar... Di Maria. Um, Di Maria, Sergio Ramos has joined them. Yeah, Ashraf Hakimi has joined Ruma. them. Ronaldo has joined them. Donnarumma too. Donnarumma. The Very best signing. signing. You see the best club. Very important. They did the best signing in the in the in the world. Because now oh, it's, it's only like Hakimi that they they sign with money. The rest of yeah, them are free, free agents. Agent. And it looks like now they are when it comes to. Player for player, they are the best team. They are the best team. They are the best team. They were so. But can the coach manage so, Mauricio Pochettino. Yes. That that's an issue. Even Thomas Tuchel was having problems. That was the reason yeah. why Thomas Tuchel. Unai, Unai Emery was having problems with these players. But let's yes. see how, where with how cool-headed Mauricio Pochettino is. Let's look at how we'll be able to manage these players. But then, is this the team to win the Champions League for PSG? I think when. It depends on the coach mm. because in this kind of team, every player tries to show his quality. Neymar, as for Neymar, he has played with uh, Lionel Messi before, so he will, I think, compliment Messi very well. But when you look at Kylian Mbappe, when you read the news around Kylian Mbappe, it clearly tells you that he's not happy. Kylian Mbappe wants to leave um, PSG yeah. and go to Real Madrid because yeah. he thinks that. Currently, there is no leader at Real Madrid. There is no player who is carrying the team on his shoulders, and he wants to do that. PSG is not giving him the chance to do that. Yeah. There is Neymar now. Messi has joined, so he is not happy with that. And once you are not happy playing with such kind of players, when you get the ball, even giving the ball to them becomes a problem. Playing with them together as a team becomes a problem. So let's see how the coach will get these players to play together. But do you think Mbappe will leave? Will Mbappe push for a move. Now I'm not sure Messi. he will sign a new contract. And Madrid are not also pushing for the day because they know next season he will be a free agent. agent. So I think if... He might play for a season, you think? Yeah, he might play for a season. But if they want to sell the player... Now Madrid, you got 50 million euros from Manchester United. You can <laughs> add something to it and then go and get the player. Uh, but for me personally, I think that <coughs> Mbappe would love to play with Messi. At least for a season. Before you look at what happens in the season, whether they had a good season or uh and then before maybe if you would like to move on, um, he would move on. So let's move to another transfer story. And as Fabrizio has, as you said, um, in the camp of Chelsea, Romelu Lukaku has just completed his main part of his medical test as new Chelsea player today. Uh, it was it happened today. Or this morning at Milan, and it is 100% confirmed. Uh, Lukaku's camp is planning together with Chelsea for uh, a landing flight this week, and yeah. deal will be announced in the next few Two days. days. Yeah, what do you think about this move? Chelsea, they want to get Lukaku to play in the um, upcoming league Super, Super Cup on Wednesday. On Wednesday, <laughs> Thomas Tuchel, you know the the style of play of Thomas Tuchel was the same thing Antonio Conte was using at. Inter Milan. So this shouldn't be a, a, a problem for Romero Lukaku. Okay. He should go straight to the team and start scoring the goals. And then, um, I think the only thing left now is paperwork. So the papers, once the legal team of both parties get the paperwork fixed, the deal will be announced. Going to um, England is not a big deal. The only thing left now is uh, the paperwork. Medicals done. So I think they are, they are, they are ready to go. And Lukaku joining Chelsea, it makes Chelsea team very strong. If only he, he doesn't stop the kind of... He doesn't work on his first touch and those kind of things. His first touch and then always trying to put the ball on his left foot before he shoots. He, he, he's a new... He's a, but he's don't, a, don't, don't you think he has improved? Yeah, he has improved. But when you, look, when you watch the, the, their game, um, the semi-finals of the Euros... He did very well, but I, there was a point that I think he he needed to use his right foot. And that thing has affected him a lot. Whenever he gets the ball, he won't put the ball on his left foot before he shoots. And as a striker, you, you have to be aware of the defenders. As a striker, you don't have to think of always putting the ball on your uh, stronger foot. When you look at Ronaldo playing, 
even his left foot is someone's uh, strongest right foot. <laughs> he, he won't let you know I'm going to kick the ball with this. Yeah. Even uh, this uh, young player, Mason Greenwood. Greenwood will not show you that I'm going to hit the ball with my right foot or my right uh, left foot. Even though everybody knows he's a left-footed player. But when he gets the ball, he makes sure that this time around, I don't have to... When I move the ball to my stronger foot, it, it will waste a lot of time and then it might distract me. So let me go with my left foot. So Lukaku, his first touch and then that particular foot changes, if he's able to work on that, I think he will succeed in England because he has played there. He knows the English league very well. He knows that there is high intensity. You don't waste too much time on the ball. So when he gets the ball with the kind of it, now um, Pulisic and then Ziyech, Havert and Co. And I think he will compliment the this guy. He will let this guy also score goals very well. Um, Timo Werner. Because Timo Werner at RB Leipzig, he was playing out wide. And then their striker was able to hold up the ball. Then he will run in behind defenders to connect those chances. Now with Lukaku, Lukaku is very strong. He can do the same thing and then lay off passes to um, Timo Werner to score those goals. So you heard from Sharif giving his comments about the move of Romelu Lukaku and also that of So this is where time will allow us to draw the curtains down on the show. The show has been Sports Center with me, James Ohenba Maki. It's been a great show, I must admit. And great analysis from Sharif, you heard. Come your way on Wednesday with more sports updates and also more stories in the transfer world. But before then, take care and bye-bye.